Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We come to you on a miserable Friday night because we were too depressed to do anything last night. Um, Barcelona 3, Liverpool 0. And I've got uh, Neil Patterson in Berlin with me tonight. Chief, how are you doing? Yeah, dead on, Dave. Dead on, just sort of trying to recover the skeleton crew this week. I think everyone else is still uh, drowning their sorrows or stepping in off their window ledges or whatever. Yeah, no one, no one else can be fucked. And I, I, yeah, well, I can't really be fucked either. But I suppose we'll we'll talk we'll talk a bit we'll talk a bit about getting fucking hammered three 0 will we? And what's to come? Um, so yeah, so. Barcelona 3 0, Chief. Um, we discussed the, the the setup last week and we thought maybe go four mid feed and it ended up kind of like a diamond with Genie at the tip of it and um, Salamani. And, and we, we, we played well, I thought, and we lost 3 0. So, what was your take on it? Yeah, well, I think it's I think, I think there are a lot of things you can you can sort of say about the game. I think probably the first one is to to echo that we played pretty well. Uh, certainly didn't play badly at all, and um, yeah, we lost three 0 So that's that's to be reiterated again. Um, in, some interesting point, obviously. On, on selection before the game, um, obviously Bobby Firmino didn't make the cut due to injury, um, which was a big, big blow. Um, we've got Genie Wijnaldum stepping into the front three, which was um, which was a surprise. Uh, but we in, in Klopp's press conference today, as as you said, we're doing this on Friday, and he's done his uh, pre Newcastle press conference. He was asked about it. He said. Genie's played a load of positions and we trained him for it and we had no problems in, in putting them in there. We had no qualms about it. And we would never, I suppose, never really quite know how that would have panned out properly, how the, the system would have panned out. Because, of course, another player who, who started perhaps as a surprise to a few was Nabi Kaida. Um, and he obviously had to come off early, uh, injured, and he came off at 0-0. And it was an interesting one because I think on this podcast last week I mentioned that uh, I thought maybe with a daring midfield we might see Fabinho, Henderson, um, uh, or Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and Kaida, one of those three. Um, didn't quite pan out exactly like that, but, but Kaida did play. And I think, I think we lost a lot when he went off because I think there was a lot of onus on him to... To be the presser, to lead the press, to get on the Barcelona um, backline as soon as the ball was coming out from from Ter Stegen, and to break things up. And I think it it seemed to be working relatively well uh, in the opening twenty minutes or so. Of course, Rakitic then breaks Kaida. Um, does I think it's been confirmed now as an ab- abductor problem, and he's going to be out for two months. He's going to miss the Afcon, so it's a big blow for him. Um, big blow to Liverpool for the last few games of the season. That was a big blow on the night. Um, and you mentioned earlier, Hendo comes on and not really through any fault of his own. It takes him a wee, wee while just to get assimilated and get up the pace of the game and the position he's playing and, and all the rest of it. 
And of course, yeah. I think the other the other the other issue there, Chief, is that you you have to you have to switch Milner from the from the from the right to the left as well. Absolutely. So he's now he, that that's impacted the midfield in, in two ways rather than one, which is you know it's it's difficult. Oh, absolutely. And and the key thing about that is um, it's impacting the midfield in its most vital areas because you know, as I said, I think there was a lot of onus on Kaida and a lot of the plan was based around in Bobby's absence getting Naby um, to break up the play and, and really go from, from high up. And secondly, I think, as you mentioned earlier, Milner was really on there to kind of help Gomez at right back. Um, and he had to be switched to the other side. So kind of fucked up the whole pre-game plan <laughs> in one move. Yeah, there. and you know what's an, int- an, interesting, an interesting point, Chief, is that Kyra starts... And I would say that there's a lot of people out there looking at it logically, thinking that Kaido wouldn't start the game. And you can, we can all see the benefits as to why he should have started. But do you think that obviously the injury now is is going to end his season and has ended his season? But do you think that that almost pinpoints a turning point in? in Kaida's career where he's now got to the point tactically in the understanding of what he's supposed to be doing where Klopp is happy to throw him in anywhere and he is now ready to go. Even without a pre-season next year, he now understands exactly what he's supposed to be doing and Klopp can fully trust him. Absolutely. And I think uh, I think the, the, the proof of that is that he started him away in, in the new camp. And he started him ahead of Jordan, Jordan Henderson, who he has there and who he has relied on in the past and who he has been um, very, very uh, eager to, to include in games like this, away ties in, in the Champions League. Um, even, even, um, even though plenty of fans, uh, myself included at times, have moaned about the, the midfield that he has put out, you know, the, 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 the Henderson-Wijnaldum, uh, um, Milner midfield, Klopp has gone back to it time and again this season uh, in the Champions League and, and to now be starting Naby Keita in a game of that magnitude I think I think it bears witness to the fact that he feels he can trust him now and that's that's only a good sign I mean hopefully he will have a, a pre-season because he's meant to be he's meant to be out now for two months so he's going to miss obviously the, the AFCON and, and the end of this um, season but hopefully he should be back sort of um, end of June uh, and, and back in kind of in time for, for pre-season training and, and so on but yeah I mean, let's be uh, honest Chief it, it's not it's not as, as difficult as it is for the player it, it's it's not the worst news in the world for us long term no it's not the worst news in the world for us in terms of um, keeping him around you know not letting him go off with, with Guinea and um, you know potential for injury and, and all kinds of things however I haven't said that He's going to be absolutely gutted. Uh, it's not like Guinea or mainstays in the in the uh, in the African Nations Cup. I think it's their first time ever qualifying, and, and he's the captain. So it's a big. It's going to be a. It's going to be hard wrenching for him, to be honest. But um, yeah, I'm sure the club and 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 you know his mates and and the manager and whatever his family and so on will be doing their best to you know uh, keep him psychologically right and you know keep him pumped up for 
the next season and and you know what he might go on to achieve with with Guinea maybe in, in the future and of course with Liverpool. But um, yeah, moving on from Kaido, obviously we can, we can see that first goal and the first goal you can point fingers. Uh, as we said, Henderson's not quite up to the speed of the game at that point. Um, Van Dijk maybe maybe should see it coming a bit better, although the movement from Suarez and the ball from Alba are both fantastic. And, you know, sometimes you're just undone. I mean, the ball from Alba is brilliant. And, yeah, Suarez just darts. It's, he's a per- it's the perfect centre-forwards goal. It's a perfect number nine goal. And we're 1-0 down. Um, but but yeah, I mean you agree. I mean, do you, we after after going one nil, we we come back. Uh, we have the we have the manage chance. That's a really big chance. He should score. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful. It's guilt edged to use another fucking cliche, like isn't it? It's 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 almost it's it's flabbergasting, especially given the form that he's in. That that he missed it. To be honest, um, but even even at that point, even when he does miss it, you go, oh, "Fuck!" But you go, "All right, okay, we're in this." Yeah, uh, it's it's almost at that point you're thinking we're gonna get chances. Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna get chances, and we oh, yeah, it was the first real chance, and we're gonna get chances. And Robertson and and Manny were calling them, causing them all kinds of problems down down our left hand side and their right hand side, and and. That carried into the second half until until Valverde made the change where he brought Semedo on, and not only did that have an extra piece of defensive cover, but his pace really pushed Robertson back as well. Because uh, that fuck me, that boy is quick. He is a- absolute lightning, and on Robertson, I thought defensively he was. Absolutely, this sounds ridiculous. We've lost three 0 but defensively, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Two or three, you know, last ditch tackles coming across, sweeping up from that left back position like all good fullbacks should do, blocking shots, um, getting to the ball first. Um, the only thing that frustrated me with him, particularly in the second half and the latter stages of the second half, were he didn't get the ball out from his feet often enough just to whip one in. Yeah, I mean Andy Robbo had a had an excellent game. Uh, he was he was actually one of the standout performers. As he said, Manny and Robertson were giving um, Barcelona all kinds of problems down that side, and we were getting we, we did get joy from there. We got in behind plenty of times, and and yeah, you're right. Um, about perhaps not getting, not not quite getting the ball in enough, maybe towards the, the latter stages. But yeah, I mean it's it's a difficult one because we're chatting pre-pod and you can't really single anyone out who had a bad game um, in a Liverpool shirt. You can't really say. I mean, okay, Joe Gomez comes in at right back, and I'm not a fan of seeing him at full back ever because I think that while he's competent there, he he lacks. Well, he's, he doesn't have the build of a fullback. I don't think his body is made to play a fullback. I think most of his big injuries have come while he's been playing at fullback. And I also think that we lose a lot going forward with him as fullback because he's he's really unnatural going forward from, from a wide position. He's not the best crosser of the ball. He doesn't like taking a man on. He's not the most skillful on the ball. He's a centre-back. So, 
Uh, but he came on, he, he started there, and we know Klopp likes to do that from time to time. Um, maybe he feels Trent might have got targeted, um, and he was, he was playing, in, in his mind, the, the pragmatic, pragmatic card. And fair enough, because Joe didn't do badly. You know, again, we got beaten 3-0, but Joe Gomez wasn't turned inside out. We weren't stripped. You know, um, okay, the first goal comes from Gomez's side. As I've already said, it's a, it's a fabulous ball, great piece of movement. And we're just not quite alive to it in, in a number of areas. Um, but you can't single players out. You can't single the defence out or the midfield out or say that the, what, what you could possibly say is the front three didn't take their chances. And there was only there were only two of the front three there, you know. Bobby Firmino missing is, was a, was a big loss, but um, you know, arguably, arguably, he should score when he comes on too before Sal, before Salah's chance. Say again. Arguably, he should score the chance he has before it comes out to Salah where he hits the post. Where he should also yeah, score. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it gets cleared off the line, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets cleared off the line to Salah. Yeah, and then to Salah. From seven centimeters or whatever it was, absolutely. But I mean, by the time it got to that, I mean, I think we just briefly mentioned there, pre-ball. By the time it got to Salah hitting the post, in fact, by the time the ball got to Salah's foot, you're almost already thinking he's not going to score here because it it somehow had that kind of a ring to it. The night it had framed itself in such a way by that stage, we're three 0 down, and I don't think any Liverpool fan can quite believe that we're three 0 down. Whether you're in the stadium or whether you're watching it at home, because it's a game that that you can just you you've got in the palm of your hand at the beginning, and it begins to gradually slip through your fingers. But you you feel that you've you've still got a firm enough grip on it until such time as it it's fallen and it's smashed on the floor, and all of a sudden it's it's a you know it's broken. And um, that that's really how it unfolded. And I think the second goal, you can say a lot of things about it. Messi does really well to engineer the chance in the first place. It um, draws a lot. It draws three three of our players. Fabinho has to dive in. The ball breaks to Suarez, and Suarez um, Suarez is brilliant in that instant. Most strikers, even top strikers, wouldn't have managed to fashion a shot there. The ball is at a ridiculous height. He needs it's it. genius. It's he just needs, genius. He needs it for the top corner, you know, and he's really unlucky not to score. And it hits the bar and, of course, could rebound in a million different ways. But it, it not only falls at the feet of Lionel Messi, it actually rolls down his chest, down his knee, onto his foot and into the net. It's that it's that perfect for him, you know what I mean? So that that's another bit of of bad luck or fate conspiring against you, whatever. But the the invention by Suarez there to to get the shot away, to beat Allison, to hit the crossbar, and then Messi running in. And uh, yeah, that that goal didn't look like it was coming. That was massively against the run run of play. And I think uh, it it was the real hammer blow. I think it shell shocked us. Um, the free kick. The free kick's the free kick. Uh, what can you say? Yeah, and I think I think you're right. From the second goal, we're kind of all over the place. Yeah, um, we're like the boxer that's had the knockout punch already, but managed to managed to stay on his feet, but is just waiting and, for the next yeah. one. Really, and, and knows the only way that they can win the match is to is to go for a knockout themselves. Yeah, and yeah. that just leaves them all the more exposed. And it was such 
after the first 75 minutes, which from both sides, you know, to be fair, was very measured, very professional. And then after their second goal, it just descends into fucking chaos. Absolutely. Well, I mean, after the second goal, it could feasibly finish. It could feasibly finish five two. I would say after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's probably right. Yeah, it could. It could. And in the end, it finishes three nil. And to be honest, maybe five two would have been a better result because we'd have two away goals. Well, it would, it would have been a better result. It would have, but but it didn't happen, and it was one of them. I mean. You can, yeah. thank, you can thank our lucky stars because it could have been 4-0 with the last kick of the game and it should have been. Yeah, Dembele's miss is a howler. Um, yeah. it's, it's bizarre. I think there's another situation Robertson defends basically three-on-one where he manages to convince yeah. Messi to, to, to slip at the Suarez and, and manages to block the shot on, on yeah. the right-hand side of the penalty area. And it, it's just, you know, people were salivating over fucking Van Dijk's defending where he got someone to pass it to the Dem- or no, sorry, he got the belly to not pass it to the sun and then shoot over the bar. Robertson actually does that with Lionel Messi, who passes it to Luis Suarez and still blocked the shot, which is fucking unbelievable. And yeah, you know, Jordi Alba, we can talk and 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 reams about about his his quality, but that's one of the best left backs in in the world there we saw. And I think, to be fair, Chief, we lost 3-0 and on paper, you know, it's 3-0 and 3 nils a shite result. We're not, let's not hide behind it. There's the no pressing up. Yeah, we don't, you know, we can talk, we can talk the performance up as much as we want. And, and Klopp said that it was one of the best away Champions League performances that he's seen. And I can kind of understand why he says that because no other side wins that game three nil ever. You know, it's just that I said to you before we started recording that I'm actually willing Messi to shoot from there, thinking he cannot score from there. He just can't. And how the fuck that ball ends up in the back of the net? It's one of the most unbelievable free kicks I've ever seen in my life, and. You know, you, there's, there's no leg, there's just no legislating for that. And as far as tactics go, people complain about Wijnaldum, and yeah, I get that Wijnaldum didn't really influence the game at all. From what I saw, I've only watched it once. I might look back and go, actually, he, he did this and he did that, and we'll see. You know, Gomez at right back, you mentioned before. Um, I think. Gomez at right back kind of went out the window whenever Keita went off because of Henderson having to get to get switched out to the right hand side and Milner out to the left, and then you know you've you've really if you, if you if you're going to make that change, then you've only got one sub left, and that's not really a position that you want to put yourself in after 25 minutes. So it's it's a difficult one to take because. We stand up and and we go toe to toe with them, and we create three, four guilt edge goal scoring opportunities, and we don't take one of them. 
Um, you know, Mane's, Milner's, and then, you know, Firmino's one clear off the line, which comes to Salon, ricochets off the post. And, you know, it, it just seemed to not be going with us. But I think for me, there's, there's a certain amount of, as me being the, the eternal optimist, there's, there's optimism in that performance for me because I think that, and I've said to you before, I think there's still, there's still obvious improvements you can make on this side, obvious improvements. Um, and I think those improvements, I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm 100% confident those improvements will be made. So I'm not massively disappointed. And 3-0, I don't know what you think, but 3 nils really, really difficult to come back from, but it's not impossible. No, it's not. It's not impossible. It's um, it's unlikely, but it's not it, impossible. It would be a monumental achievement if we managed it. Um, but you know, it is Liverpool. It is Anfield. It is a Champions League semi-final, and there is absolutely nothing now to lose for this side, for the players, for the manager. They're going into the game, you know, out out of the competition, essentially. So there is only one blueprint. Have a go, see what happens. And, you know, stranger, actually stranger things have happened at Anfield before. Um, it is it is possible if Liverpool score early, um, you know, you get the So let's look at the evidence. Let's look, at the, let's, let's, let's look at the evidence we have in front of us. This is a Barcelona team who conceded two years ago, we talked earlier, five, four, four or five goals away to PSG in the first leg in Paris. Um, this is a Barcelona team that threw away a 4-1 first leg lead at home against Roma last year. This is... A Liverpool side that scored three goals in, what, 10 minutes against Manchester City last year in the quarterfinals? Is that... Yeah, and and we're 5-0 up against Roma in 60 minutes and smashed Porto 5-0 and, you know, scored three goals in the first half against Sevilla in in both legs, I think. Uh, Certainly in in the second. Um... So, so the evidence is there that it, that it can happen, it can be done. Of course, this is a different Liverpool side this year compared to the one from last year. Uh, it's a different Barcelona side uh, compared to the one from last year. However, they don't travel brilliantly. They haven't travelled brilliantly in Europe for the last couple of seasons. And, you know, if Liverpool can score early and the crowd, get, crowd is going to be up, you know, the cat could be amongst the pigeons and it is possible. It's really unlikely. I mean, God, I don't know what the bookies are making it, but I would imagine Barcelona or something like one to twenty to qualify or to go to, to yeah, to qualify and Liverpool are probably what, twenty five to one? Something like okay. that. Okay. So so let's let's paint a different picture here. Is there a world where Liverpool could be two nil up at half time? 
Is that a re- how reasonable an expectation is the fact that we could be two 0 up at half time? Oh, it's reasonable. Of course, it's reasonable. Of course, it's reasonable. So it's reasonable that we can be one one goal behind with forty five minutes with to go. Forty five minutes to play, absolutely. And then anything can happen. Cat meat pigeons. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know. I, I've got a feeling that if if we are to do something, I. I think it's more likely that it's a that it's a five one than it's a, a three nil, uh, and then going into extra time. I just, I, I don't know. I just don't know how you play it so that you manage you manage it perfectly to get to a three nil. I think if you you go going out in a game where you know that you minimum have to score three goals, at some point you're probably going to leave yourself open, and with the quality that Barcelona have, they're quite capable of taking a chance. I think if they do take a chance, they'll they'll be under the impression probably that the tie is over. But we all know that the tie is never over at Anfield until it's it's actually over, ninety fifth minute, whatever. And I would actually see that as a as a more viable scenario than than the perfect kind of get two nil up at half time and and then get another maybe in the last ten minutes and take it to extra time and 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 go in that route. Um, obviously, it's not going to be a choice, is it? We're just going to have to go for it, aren't we? You know, so yeah, we're, this, yeah. We're I off. think I think you're right. We're 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 just going to have to we just have to go out there in the first half and go. Do you know what? Let's just let's just let's just be last year's Liverpool. Just, yeah, let's just and, be the Liverpool of of 2017-18. Yeah, and let's go out there and let's 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 just fucking hammer them. Let's hammer them. Let's press this. Fuck out of them for for the first thirty minutes, and let's Absolutely. just see where it, and let's just see where it gets us. And if it's you know, Naby Keita is going to be a loss, but you know, uh, Oxley Chamberlain is is primed to come back in, so that's going to be a, a, a big bonus. Um, so you know, all is not lost. Roberto Firmino should be coming back in. You would think. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be fit for the game. Uh, you know, you you would imagine Trent's gonna come back in. Um, so it's gonna be the it's it's gonna be pretty much the first team minus Navi, uh, plus Ox, and um, yeah, we're just gonna have to, as you say, go for it. I mean, blitz them first half. Two goals up at half time is great. If you can be three goals up at half time, you know, even better. Um, you know, it can go either way. Barcelona are a very, very, very good side. We saw that. There was a lot of talk beforehand, perhaps even from one or two of us, myself maybe included, that maybe they're they're not well. They're not as good as vintage Barcelona, and they're not. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, but you, yeah, do you know what though, Chief? We're 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 talking we're we're talking about a team that's not as good as vintage Barcelona, but the world, yeah, the best team but, ever. But but re- realistically, they're. There's an argument to be had, and a very serious argument to be had that that that's the best teams ever played football. Yeah, exactly. So, so who the fuck um, is ever who the fuck is going to be as good as Vinden's Barcelona ever? That's, that's like saying who who's going to be as good as Messi. Well, you're compa- it's, yeah. it's basically that argument. You're you're comparing them. Well, you're almost comparing this Messi to that Messi. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, well, you're comparing this Messi to plus, that. Plus that Messi pissed. had. An even better supporting cast had Xavi, yeah. Iniesta, David Villa, Pedro in his peak. You yeah. know, 
Busquets. all these uh, Busquets, Danny Alves, Puyol, you know, all yeah. all you're talking eight, nine years ago when they're all in their in their mid twenties. Prime. Yeah. You so know? obviously it's a it's a ridiculous comparison, but you know, we we do get sucked into making it nevertheless. But it's not you know, it's not over. We've got to approach the game with with that feeling. I think we will because we've got nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. Um, and you know we'll, we'll just we'll just roll the dice and see what happens. But um, yeah, it's it's not quite over. As I said just before, if we if I supported Chelsea or supported Arsenal or supported oh, heaven forbid Everton, not to be in this position, but supported another team, a team that doesn't have our history, a team that doesn't have our penchant for the the dramatic and the the inspirational and and the wonderfully ridiculously unlikely, um, then I would say we're definitely out. But you know we've seen it happen before, so it could happen again. And the fact is, Chief, you you say that this this team don't travel well, but the cliche, as as cliches go, and as far as I am concerned, that cliches are called cliches for a reason. That Anfield on nights like these affect the opposition in yeah. a negative way. And they also affect Liverpool players in a positive way. You know, and interesting as well, the added the added dimension of Suarez and Coutinho back. And that is only gonna raise if if yeah. Valverde if Valverde has any sense, he doesn't play Coutinho. If he's any fucking sense at all, he doesn't play Coutinho. I don't think I don't think that sort of abuse affects Suarez the way it affects say Sterling. I don't yeah. th- I think that's what in fact I think it probably makes him Burst. better. Oh. Yeah. I think it probably jumps him a level. So I think if Valverde has any sense about him, he doesn't play Coutinho. I hope the fuck he does because it's just gonna ramp the atmosphere up an extra fifteen percent every time he touches the ball. And I don't think that he, ha- in fact, I'm fairly fucking certain he does not have the steel that that um, Luis Suarez does. No. And I would even go as far as to say that Raheem Sterling probably has a more solid head on his shoulders than Phil Coutinho does, and his head falls off there every time he plays. Oh, it's going to be a baptism, a baptism of fire for Coutinho, no doubt. He's going to get... Uh... He's going to get dogs. I mean, Suarez will as well, but I think you're right. Suarez is the kind of character that's, he's the bring it on type, you know, water off a duck's back. Um, but yeah, Coutinho's going to get dogs abuse. I would doubt that he has the character to to to, to not be affected by it in, in some way, just because, you know, it, it's huge. It's not no small thing, what he's probably likely to, to face, uh, particularly on a, in a game of this magnitude. Um yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest. You know, um, like I said, we've got absolutely nothing to lose and it would be great just to stick one on them. And if we don't go through, we don't go through. But I think we'll win the game. And like I said, stranger things have happened. Imagine it. Imagine it. You know, it would be fucking unreal if we could go through. But I think it's going to be a great game anyway. And, you know, I'd be pretty confident of that the players will be desperate desperate to land one on Barcelona because they they've been shown up there and they know that and 
not because they've shown themselves up, but just because they've been a bit unlucky on the night and things have fallen right for, for Barca and gone wrong for us, and they will be stinging, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100% with that. And um, <laughs> speaking to a guy earlier on, and he's like, oh, if only, if only Salah put that one away, you know, that would have been essentially one and a half nil, is what he said. And I, I kind of get what he's saying. It would be one and a half nil to Barcelona, but what I said to him was, it's, it's fine, it's just going to make the comeback all the better. Now, it was obviously a lot tongue-in-cheek, but, but at the same time, you're right. It's, there, if, you want to, if you want to look deep, deep down into your soul, and if you're old enough to remember some of the things that have happened in, in European nights, at Anfield, you know, Olympiacos is one. You even go you all the way back to other Sederian, and it's there's an argument, and it's a fairly fucking flimsy argument. I'll give you that, but there's a fairly flimsy argument that it's nearly set up for us. It's nearly set up to be one of those unbelievable nights. It absolutely is. And it is going to be an unbelievable night. Whether we actually finally, you know, can get over the line, it's going to be touch and go. But, but it just could be. It just could be written. You know, it just could be written. You know, they they, they are. I'll, go ahead. I'll say. I'll. I will say now, and I'll say this with a fair amount of certainty that will there will be at one point during that game which every Liverpool fan thinks we, we could get through here. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be one point during that match, and I don't know how long it's going to last, but there'll be at least one point where, where people look at the score and people look at how the match is panning out and people look at the clock and they'll think, I tell you what, we have a chance here. Yeah, yeah, I would go along with that. I would go along with that. Um, yeah, we wouldn't be Liverpool if we didn't if we didn't do that and give the fans the that thought. And... I don't envisage it being a dull game. I don't envisage Barcelona being able to come and, and sort of see it out and, and maybe get a 1-1 or whatever. I think it's going to be fucking crazy and we're going to absolutely go for it. And, um, yeah, I'm really, as I said, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, let's let's just hope it is another one of those, you know, fairy tale nights almost where, it's, where it seems like it's written in the stars. Right, that's it. I'm convinced. I'm going out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out for it. That's it. That's I'm it. going out. I'm taking the next day off work. It's it's official. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 happening, and that's that's it. So, listen. Um, I think Newcastle. Enough, yeah, enough talked about that. Um, I I think the one thing I will say before we just close that off is that. Klopp could well point to that game and, and run it back and say, here's what we did wrong, here's what we did wrong, here's what we could do better. But he might also say, in a parallel universe, we're the ones that win that game 3-0. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think that's, that's significant. And I think, the, I think the players can look at that. It's one thing going, it's one thing going away to a team and losing 3-0 and getting absolutely played off the park and coming back and thinking, 
well, that's us fucked. That's us out. That's us done. In fact, we could get hammered. God knows how many. But then, you know, you look what Roma did to us last year when we went out there. And we thought that 5-2 after the first leg, that tie's dead. It's dead. It's absolutely nailed on we're going through. And we go through what? By one goal in the end. Is and, it and, seven, and seven, six, seven, six on aggregate? Yeah, because we we scored twice out there as we well. We scored twice out there. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's happened this year, you know. Ajax have gone to Real Madrid and won 4-1 uh, in, the, in the second leg. Um, teams have turned it round. Teams have got big scores. Um, this year, Porto turned it round against, against Roma. They had to win, I think, 3-1 to turn it round. And, yeah, last minute too. Yeah, and, you know, it, it happens. We, we did it against Dortmund, you know, um, after going 3-1 down in our own gaff after, like, 25 minutes or something. Um it can be done. It these things have a can take on a momentum of their own. Once you know, once one thing happens, it, it, you can start sort of a, a butterfly effect almost. Yeah, it, it, it can become it become it can become a swell nearly that yeah. can't be contained, and there's nothing that anyone in the world can do about it. It's just this, and you'll remember this as well as I do that that period at Dortmund where Hummels kind of pulls them together in the penalty area. Oh, before Sacco scores, score and like <laughs> it's like get it's like get yourselves together, lads. You know, get yourselves together. But even like, that, it doesn't work. There's, it, no. it's you're right. It's it's taken on a, a, a higher, it's on a higher plane than people being able to fucking try and gather gather their own emotions. So, I genuinely think if we if if we score the first goal, people will think. In the stadium, outside the it's stadium, on. and the players in the pitch will think if we if we get one more, then there's there's an opportunity here. If we go two 0 up, and it might only be that we're winning one 0 and then they equalise and whatever, but there there will be at least one period in that game where we think we can we can do something, and it might be like a real fucking snowball's chance in hell, but. There's, it's not, it's not definitive yet. No, absolutely, it's definitely not definitive. It's definitely not definitive. If we score first, the place will absolutely erupt, and you know, from there anything can happen. But you know, uh, and and that isn't beyond the realms of you know, us scoring first is not unlikely. Um, so we just have to wait and see. But. You know, it's going to be a rip-roaring game anyway, and we're certainly, certainly not out of it yet. Nobody should really think that. I mean, don't be going out and putting all your eggs on Liverpool, uh, you know, making the Champions League final or anything, but uh, I wouldn't be wouldn't be giving up just yet. All right, Anyways, so now... Get on, to, get on to Newcastle here, shall we? Yeah, so now that we've... Now that we've finally talked ourselves into the Reds getting to the Champions League final... Um, <laughs> Let, let's now try and talk ourselves into the Reds winning the, the league title as well, won't we? Yeah, so, <laughs> it's, it's Newcastle, it's Rafa, um, it's it's a team that are playing really well, they've, they've won six out of the last seven at home, we're going there, we, we're, we're hoping and, well, I'm expecting that, that our, our old pal Brandy's going to do us a good turn 
on on Monday night, but um, Ked is missing. Tiff, it's 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 a difficult one. We we talked like we talked a lot, maybe even a couple of months ago, that if he if he were to like find form and and get it together and and find the manager's trust that he could become a real asset and a real unknown quantity, which is what he has done, and now now he's missing. You've got Oxley Timlin back. We don't really know if we don't really know where he is, Tiff, do we? Because you know, the last half hour against the worst team to play in the Premier League in the last ten or fifteen years, at least, three nil up at home, it's pretty much the you couldn't write a better scenario for, for a player to come in after a long term injury and, and and try and make a comeback and try and make an impact and and maybe get its confidence up again. But are we really talking about about putting him in, in in Champions League semi-finals and, and Newcastle away with two games to go? Well, yeah, no, I mean, I know what you mean. Um, he's been a long time out, but we, we, we threw Joe Gomez in um, at uh, right back in the new camp, as we, we just mentioned. Okay. It is a bit, it's a bit different. It's, though, it's isn't a big it? difference. It's a, I suppose the gap, I suppose it's about a five-month difference. Like so, obviously, Oxley Chamberlain's been out for a lot longer and was a more serious injury. But and you, you also need to consider the position. You need to consider the position as well. It's it's a it's a much more combative role that and a much more demanding role physically that that Oxley Chamberlain's playing. Not necessarily with the miles that he does, but with the. The, the high intensity and the pressing and the the, the sprints and the stop and the start and yeah and and the and the, the the winning the ball back the tackles the the potential it's making me sound like a sport it's, it's I'm gonna make it sound like a sport for real pussies now but the potential player on player impact and that sort of thing oh I absolutely um, but the thing I mean the Klopp was asked about it today in the, in the press conference, and he said, "Yes, he's he's ready. It's great that he's back. We'll use him." So that's fairly unequivocal. Um, he thinks he's he's ready. Um, I think we'll see him in the next two games. Whether he starts against Newcastle is up for debate. Um, obviously, Kaida is out. We'll we'll have to see how he goes. Um, Newcastle is must win. Um, every game, of course, is must win. But Newcastle's huge. Um, they've been really good at home recently. They've been really good full stop recently. Rafa's got them on a real roll. I think we're lucky that, um, or I think it's a, it's, it's a good thing uh, that um, the guy Almiron is is out. He's been really good since he's been there. He's been a real spark for them, and he's his his pace and link up has enabled Perez to really get amongst the goals. I think he's got nine goals since Christmas or since New Year. Um, yeah, and Rondon's a Rondon's a great foil for Perez as well. Well, the two of them, it's it's having the two of them with with Perez and and Rondon. Um, sometimes they can struggle to get to get close enough to each other, but with the the third wheel, shall we say, or the third string of the bow, it, it's really helped. Um, and Perez has really kind of burst into burst into his own. Um, he he's another one. He was uh, doubtful. I think he's probably going to be fit to play. I think uh, I heard today that he trained today. Uh, Iosi Perez, that is. 
Um, so obviously it would have been nicer for us if he if he was out, but I think uh, I think he's going to be fit to play. But obviously uh, had to come off in the last game against Brighton, so perhaps not fully fit. Um, I don't think we're going to have that many surprises. They will try and break on us, but to be honest, I think we should have enough at the back uh, to deal with them, especially without uh, the guy Almiron. Uh, I think that's his name anyway. <laughs> you know who I mean, no? Yeah, his no, name. it is. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a game, essentially, where Newcastle sit in, uh, in, in the raffle way. Uh, or the way that he, he he does against the top team, shall we say? Um, of course, they beat City doing that. Uh, beat them two one, so there are no mugs, um, and there will be no favors done either. Uh, much as we would like to think that Rafa would 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 like to do us a favor, and I'm sure he would. It's not really in his nature, and you know it never really happens at at this level. So. Um, Liverpool, of course, have got much more to play for than Newcastle. They're obviously much better 1-11 than Newcastle, or as a squad. Um, so as individuals and collectively, they're better. And you just hope that um, everything goes according to plan. And if it does, Liverpool should, I think, should win the game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Bobby Firmino comes back. I think Klopp was very non-committal on that today, which, um, yeah. Could mean anything, to be fair. Um, he said, we'll, we'll see, I think, was his answer. Um, so, it will be a bit of a blow going into the game without Bobby. It always is. Um, but we should have enough, as I say, without him. Um, I'd expect Liverpool to win the game. It's going to be horrible to watch because it's, I don't know, I'd love us to score early, you know what I mean? Um, but I have got a feeling that it might be the 60, 60th or 70th minute before we make the breakthrough. I don't know. I don't know how you're envisaging this game or envisioning this game. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not going to be a, an early goal and look to build on that scenario. I don't think it's going to be a slog. It's going to be look. We know enough about Rafa to know how. Don't know how Rafa plays. Look, there's there's no way he does what he does with that squad of players unless he's a really clever fucker. And we know how clever a fucker he is because he wins the Champions League with the biggest bunch of fucking misfits he'll ever fucking find with Champions League medals in your life. And, you know, he's got a few good players there who he's, he's built that side around. He was getting dogs abuse for for um, getting rid of Dwight Gale at the start of the season and bringing in Rondon. And Rondon has been superb. Um, Perez has now, now started to come to the fore. He started to score goals. He's brought the young kid in, in, in midfield, Longstaff in, um, who people are raving about. Raving about. And, to be honest, I, I don't see a lot of Newcastle. Um, enjoyed it loads when they 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 beat Everton three two after being two 0 down earlier on in the season. Enjoyed it loads when they beat City. Enjoy it loads pretty much all the time when when Newcastle play because I love Rafa so much. So um, 
look, they've got decent players. They've got a brilliant manager who should not be managing anywhere near that level. And um, he's smart enough to 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 do something with to certainly identify how he can beat us. Whether his players have the ability to go out and, and execute exactly execute that plan is is a different matter. Um, and now being in the situation that they are at this time of the season, with this position on the table and this number of points, whether they're motivated to do so is also another question. But you know, um, you're right. All in all, I don't think it will be easy. I think it will be a difficult watch. I think you're probably better off getting fairly drunk before you sit down and watch it just for your own well-being. Uh, well, luckily enough, it's a it's an it's a late kickoff, like so there'll be plenty of time. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling I'll probably walk in after maybe an hour into the game or something, be 65, 70 minutes, and just see where they're at. Um, because I. I'm still clinging to the long foretold prophecy that Brendan Rodgers will win the league for Liverpool. I well, I mean, Brendan, we're going to talk about that now, sure. But um, in order, in order for Brandy, big Brandy, to be able to do that, um, uh, we need to we need to win the game against Newcastle, of course, and we need to we need to be Wolves on the last day. But but yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. Uh, Said it earlier. It's going to be a slog. I'd love us to score early. It would be great because I think if we could score a couple in the first half, I think Newcastle might just go. You know what? It's not. Re- We're not going to get beat five or six here. We're just going to sit in. It's not really worth us banging away here. We're doing well enough. You know, um, it is their last game at home, so they'll be you know playing playing a bit for the crowd as well. But if things go against them first half and, and we can establish the lead, you know, I'm ever hopeful because I really don't want to. You know, I want to have fingernails left. So um, that's a good yeah, point, though, Chief. That's a good point. Their their last game at home, and and these last games at home, it's almost like a a testimonial feeling, especially when you know your season's pretty much over, and they'll do the lap of honor and things like that at the end, and they'll maybe hand out some awards or some shit like that, and that's the type of thing that could. Could help us. Yeah, yeah. If they're not fully focused. I mean, they've no reason to be as focused as us. So, you know, of course they've a reason to be fully focused on the game because they're professionals and Rafa will have set them up to be like that and they'll want to win and, and whatever. But they they don't have that extra focus. They're not going for anything. You know, they're not going for the league title. They're not going for, for, for anything. They're not going for top four. They're not... Fighting against relegation, they're not they're not really going for anything. So that little bit of extra motivation for Liverpool should 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 see us see us through. Um, Newcastle are going to have to put on a monumental performance, and Liverpool a, a very poor performance for for them to beat us. I think as long as we turn up and if both teams play to their top level, Liverpool should win the game. I've just got to, yeah, you know, just got to, just, just got to go with that because, you know, <laughs> any other thought is not worth contemplating for me at this point. 
<laughs> yeah, but to be honest, it's 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 logic, isn't it? Yeah, it we we're, we're, can put ourselves into any game being really difficult, except for perhaps Huddersfield. But um, but yeah, we should we should have enough, and and I really hope we do because I really want to take it to absolutely to the last day. Well, look, it's it's it is now at this point where it cities to lose. Mm-hmm. They have to. They literally have to drop points. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's it's cities to lose. It it's two games. It's two games, and it'll it will it will be interesting to see you know how they how they manage Leicester. Um, but I would rather that we made them win it than oh, than, than we handed it to them. Of course. Yeah, of course. you know, and I I, I think that. We put if we put I, I'm just kind of at the point now. People have been talking about 97 points for a long time, and people and have been saying thing. So we yeah. have to get it. Yeah, and 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 people have been saying you know 90 to 95 points. 95 points will win you the league at the start of the year. And I was a bit over zealous where I said you you could get 100 points and not win the league. Um, and we're, well, you weren't far off. Well, you know, but it's it's it's. 95 points you win the league, 100 points you don't win the league. You're talking a result, two results. Yeah. Um, and that, and that is what it, it's, it's going to come down to one result. And if we don't, there'll be the inevitable finger pointing at this well, performance, this man, this tactical decision, this substitution. And I don't necessarily think that you can boil a season down of particularly if you do end up with 97 points and the well, thing that will yeah if you hit 97 points or if Liverpool hit 97 points I don't think anyone can legitimately point a finger and 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 overanalyze anything you know obviously people will there are people who are paid to do it that that's the nature of the business the nature of the sport it's you know, a, a little bit why we like it, a, a little bit why, you know, why we hate it, you know. Um, yeah. But if we don't get the 97 points, then even though it's such a fine margin, such a, such a small number of points gap, say we only get 90, 95, or say we, say we draw against, say we draw our last two games, yeah, and, and City don't need to go to the final game of the season. Perhaps to win it, or uh, or they or they or they uh, they win and get a draw and and, and win that win the league with a draw on the last key, last day or whatever. Then then there will be finger pointing, and while it still won't be that legitimate, there will be a little bit of a case to answer because it will it can be viewed through the prism of well, you didn't make them go all the way, you know. You, you you went so far and so far and so far, but then when it really in the last moment you just folded a little bit. You know what I mean? And yeah, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Legitimate or not, those accusations will come. And I think I don't think there can be any legitimacy at all afforded to them. Should Liverpool carry on and get ninety-seven points? Because how many they will have finished the season winning how many in a row? Oh, 14 or 15, 14 or something. Ridiculous. Yeah, they will have won. 
They will have not been defeated at home all season. They will have lost one match all season, which will be fewer, by the way, than City, even if they do win the league. So, it oh, will... considerably fewer. I think they've lost yeah, four games. They've, they've lost three, haven't they? Or four? Four, four I think. Four. You know, so it, those those comments, those uh, slants, those those jabs will be completely illegitimate if Liverpool achieve ninety-seven points this season. Yeah, I um, think the thing. I think the... this means Liverpool don't achieve that, then. You know, then those those jabs are going to have a little bit more basis, shall we say? Yeah. At the same time, though, you know, that's really what you don't want. You know, that's really what you don't want. You want to want to beat Newcastle tomorrow, however we do it, by hook or by crook, and make City have to beat Leicester. Yeah. Agreed. Leicester. Agreed. Know? Because. Leicester, we've talked about it before. We both hold out hope. You've held it out for a long time and more of a belief than a hope that uh, that Brandy's, uh, Brandy's brilliant blues can, um, can um, do us a favour. Yeah, I've, ta- I've, I've completely talked myself into this. For, yeah. for, for, for such a long time, I, I refuse to, 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 let go of, to let go of it. Um, I think that they've all the tools... They've all the tools. They're, they're maybe not necessarily the quality, but certainly the the type or profile of player, whatever fucking terminology you want to use, to get at and damage City. And whether they can keep them out at the other end is is a different matter. But um, I honestly think Leicester will score a goal. I think they've got too much in them that City don't deal well with, which is pace, which is aggression, which is physicality in the middle of the park. Directness. Yeah, directness. And I I just, I just, if if I could pick any any team for, for City to play when we need them to lose, it would probably, after us, it would be Leicester. Because, let's face it, the rest of the top six as they're doing now, they very very rarely, if ever, get anywhere near them. Even Spurs. Spurs knocked them out of the fucking Champions League and they beat them once and City missed a penalty. Brilliant. I'm not fucking putting my money on them. I'd far sooner put my money on Leicester City. Yeah. Um, so that's where I am. And I think that as much as I, I hope to believe that that will happen... At the same time, the realist takes hold and I think to myself, well, if we finish with 97 points and, and don't win the league, or if we finish with 95 points and don't win the league, if we can post 95 points for the next three seasons, how many league titles are we going to win? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, if we don't win the league, it's going to be devastating. But I think... I think Many of us are probably half okay with it by now because of how good City have been. Because we've seen our team win every week. We've seen our team answer every every question, dig itself out of every hole it's 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 been in, and still City are there. So we've we I think a lot of fans, right-minded ones anyway, have, have at least made a semblance of peace in the back of their minds 
with the horrible idea that, that we don't win the league. You know, mo- we, all, we, all, we all believe we can still win it. We all want to win it. We're all desperate to win it. But hopefully none of us are going to jump off a bridge if it doesn't happen because we've had a little while to assimilate ourselves to, to just the idea that City don't seem to be going away or aren't going away. But, and you make a good point, if we keep posting 95 points over the next few years, we're going to win leagues. There's no no doubt. Um, yeah, Leicester's a, a good one. I mean, I th- you're probably right. I mean, I think they're, they're, they're one of the best teams that could face City. Um, a bit like Everton were one of the best teams that could face City a few years ago when they sort of had that hoodoo over them. Because... They weren't in the top six, so City didn't really consider them as any kind of a rival. So they didn't really prepare for them that that much, should we say, or or, or fear? Well, should we say fear them that much? And it yeah, maybe maybe take the result for granted a little bit, a little bit. Not not like not totally complacent, but not as not as focused as you might be if you're playing. A top a top six rival or a top four rival. If you're playing at Chelsea, if you're playing at Spurs, playing at Arsenal, you're playing us, of course. Uh, although I think we're a, a different kettle of fish again for for City and Guardiola um, preparing. But they they have that ability to be to raise their game against the top six Leicester, and actually the results are better against the the teams above them than the the teams at the bottom of the league. Um, yeah, and the other thing, Chief, is that I heard that since Rodgers has taken over, I think they would be fourth in the Premier League. Yeah, I think he, well, he's done really well. I think he's lost twice. One was the first game against Watford uh, when he'd only been a job a couple of days, and I think it was a last-minute goal for Watford. And I think he's won all the rest of them. I don't think there have been too many draws. It might be a might be a little off, but he's definitely had. Good results. Yeah, they're certainly one of the form teams. So, Chief, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not done with this league title race just yet. I'm not done with it. No, I'm not. I'm not done with it either. I just, I agree with you. I think Leicester of all the tools to cause any team problems, they caused us problems. You know, uh, they drew with us. So why can they not draw with uh, draw with City? They can. Listen. It's one of them, as you said. It's not a, not in our hands. It's it's literally cities to lose. So, you know, we we hand it over to them. What we've got to do is hand it over to them when they're two points behind and death and need to win, and pile all that pressure back on with them again and see if they can cope with it again against a, a Jamie Vardy who's running in behind Vincent Kompany. You know, and that's what you. I I agree with you. I think Dexter will score. I think if you give he's he's another player. He loves playing against the big clubs. He scores goals against the big clubs. It, you know, that's his way of saying, you know, fuck you. Basically, I am as good as you. Um, yeah, and he, Jimmy, Jimmy Vardy, Jimmy Vardy loves to say fuck you to as many people as he possibly can. Exactly, absolutely. I mean, I think he lives for it. You know, as as a footballer, particularly, that's that's really what I'm getting at, and and that's a good thing, you know, because it spurs him on to to bigger and better things. He's made loads of his career. Given his, you know, his trajectory, um, and his past, so he probably he, he likes a goal against City. Um, if if we get if if they get him in behind, he's gonna um, he's probably gonna trouble the goalkeeper. If he's if he gets any kind of a touch in the box, he's going down. So you just never know. 
you just never know. If Leicester score first, City could could just have a wobble. So anyway, we we live in hope. We live in hope. Yeah. So we've we're not quite out of two competitions just yet. So we'll see after the Reds are top of the league on Monday night and up the you never know Reds. Up the you never know Reds. You.